Welcome to episode 60 of Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. While talking about ghosties. And other true crime royalty shit. God save the queen. The queen of true crime writing herself. And rule. Paige is going to be telling us about Jackie Shute, a.k.a. the baby seller. That's right. And Rule calls her the baby seller. I eloquently call her bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And I am going to need several drinks to be able to talk about her. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, Lisa, what do you got to drink tonight? Tonight I have a cocktail. actually got a little fancy tonight. Uh, It's called... A cocktail. A cocktail. I love a good cocktail. (laughs) uh i made this drink it's called the last word as in whenever you argue with your husband you get the last word oh shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and this drink is uh three quarters ounce gin green chartreuse maraschino liquor which is not the same as maraschino cherry juice i've learned Mm. and three quarters ounce lime juice freshly squeezed garnished with a brandied cherry optional Damn, that sounds delicious, Lisa. It is amazing. And look, last year when we were in lockdown, Kyle and I got a little crazy and I got drunk on gin and I have not really been able to do gin since. This has gin in it, but you can't taste it. The other flavors kind of, I don't want to say overwhelm it. They don't really complement it because you don't taste it. Like they disguise the gin so nicely that it's so easy to drink. That's good. I do remember that when you guys went nuts on gin and you're like, I can't have gin for a long time now. (laughs) Yeah, I woke up the next day with a bruise on my calf. I totally forgot Kyle was joking and said it was a look like a turkey leg and bit it. And then the next day I had a giant bruise that was like, took two weeks for it to go away. (laughs) Oh my God, he bit hard. He was really hungry for a turkey leg. (laughs) I have big calves. I work out. What's up? And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, you do. I have really big calves, probably for a girl. But yeah, he's like, this looks like a turkey. Like, so anyways, we don't do gin usually. So this gin cocktail is very nice. It it almost has like a sweet and sourness to it from the lime juice and then the green chartreuse, which I haven't tried by itself. The maraschino liquor by itself kind of has an almondy-esque taste. So it does. So you're right. It, it does not taste like maraschino cherries. No, there is a difference between maraschino cherry juice which is basically just sugar water with a little flavoring, and actual maraschino, which I, I don't know actually what it is, but damn, it's good in this cocktail. Oh, nice, the cocktail. Mm. The last word. I really like that name, too. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Very cute. Um, anyways, you pour all that stuff into a shaker glass with some ice, shake it, strain it into a chilled coupe glass, and uh, garnish with the cherry. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> it sounds kind of pretty, too. Is it like a pretty drink? No. Like the colors? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's not really. Never mind. It's kind of a yellowy, greeny, white color. I mean, it's not super pretty. I, You know what? Another time, I will have to make a um, this one pretty drink that Kyle makes. And it actually is lovely. And I'll talk about that next time. But this time, Paige, what are you drinking? Girl, okay. You've got this fancy fucking drink with, like, the gin and the <laughs> maraschino liquor. Um, I decided because of our episode today, Miss Jackie should. Mm-hmm. She is such a basic bitch. All right, Paige. God awful. Don't offend anybody by what you're drinking. 
I, well, you know, that's what I'm saying is like, I'm kind of white trash myself. And so in honor of Jackie shoot, um, I have a, a box of wine. That's not trashy. That's just, <laughs> that's just a uh, fun budget bougie, budget bougie, bougie on a budget, budget bougie is a great way to say it thank you and my box wine today is bandit brand Mm -hmm. award-winning guess what Mm -hmm. um (laughs) what kind of what kind of award do it win i don't know it didn't say it just says award-winning maybe somebody just said here's a first place medal in swimming and they're like we won (laughs) it's a major award Exactly, yeah. But this is a Chardonnay from California. It's kind of a fruitier Chardonnay, yeah. and it's delicious. Do you get any buttery notes? No. Okay, no, no buttery notes. Mostly fruity. Okay. I do like a buttery one. I do, too. A nice buttery mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This Chardonnay from the box. <laughs> Apples and peaches with fresh citrus. That's the notes that it says. And I would agree. That sounds beautiful. That sounds nice and summery. Mm, totally. And it's summer. So guess what? Well, that worked out nicely. <laughs> it did. It did. And Paige, I, I, I would never in 100 years look at you and think white trash. I just wouldn't. So. Oh, thank you. Maybe just in my attitude. I don't know. I don't know. But I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe just in the fact that I liked box wine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a box wine. They've got some really fancy ones. You're just budget bougie, okay? That's all right. I really like that. That's, I'm, I'm glad you rebranded mm-hmm. me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I can make anything look good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a compliment. Good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into some Jackie shoot. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. I know nothing about this FYI. I was telling Paige out a few minutes ago. I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. And usually I know about a lot of things. I listen to a lot of other podcasts. I read a lot. I read a lot of articles. I don't think I've ever heard of this person, so I'm very excited. You is very smart, Lisa. You know lots of stuff. And I, I didn't know this either. I picked, my friend gave me a whole fucking bag full of, tr- uh, not all true crime, some of it's crime novels, mm-hmm. but um, this was in it. It was Anne Rule. I've got it right here. The source for this episode is Lying in Wait by Anne Rule. Mm-hmm. It's a anthology of, of a, a few different true crime stories, short stories. Oh, wow. And it's part of Anne Rule's Crime Files, Volume 17. So she's written a lot. Do you have all the other volumes? No, just this one. <laughs> a little paperback thing that I got from my friend, but it's very good. So I had planned to read more Anne Rule. This is the first Anne Rule book I've ever picked up. Um, she's very good. She is What she's really good at is making you... She, she's very good at personalizing the story to the person who's telling it, basically. Oh. Like, you, you feel intimately involved in the story because there's a lot of personal details. Oh, I like that. Like, this is what was happening, and they happened to be going to the grocery store at the time when they had to, you know, it's just like a lot of little personal details that I appreciate. No, oh, that's great. It really makes you invested because, I mean, if you just list facts, I mean, that's that's something, but you don't get invested, like you said. Absolutely. And she she kind of doesn't list enough facts. She doesn't get into dates. And I kind of like to know what the date is of what's going on. But I figured it out. I've I've, you know, read up on the subject elsewhere as well. But yeah, very good stuff. So let's let's get into it. Okay. so Jackie Shute is believed to have operated a kidnapping ring. Yeah. Involving the cases of at least five or six possible infants being kidnapped babies little babies oh no that's why she's the baby seller oh no yes yes 
Today we're going to concentrate on only one case of kidnapping that we know for sure involved Jackie. And it also happens to involve murder. Murder, you say? Murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not just baby selling. There's also some murder. Mm. Now we're also going to find out, stay tuned, because before the end of this story, we're going to find out how it ties into the book To Kill a Mockingbird. I love To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh my gosh. When we read that in school, like everyone like groaned and rolled their eyes. I like read it all the way through immediately i was like this book is amazing isn't it so good it's one of those that it's like okay every other book you kind of roll your eyes at mm-hmm. but this one in school was like whoa it like tore at my heart oh my gosh yes yes or as like your sister was calling it how to kill a mockingbird you remember that <laughs> i can't forget it that's hilarious <laughs> Yep, that sister's now going to college. Oh, damn. Good for her. She she finally read How to Kill a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty sure she didn't write her college entrance exam on the How to Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> so you get yourself a BB gun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, yes. Be on the lookout. There will be a tie-in to, to Kill a Mockingbird. All right. I'm very interested now. Not that I wasn't already, but I really am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an, it's a random thing. Let's start with the attack. The incident. Oh. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> like that lady from Mad TV. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Geneva Burgett. We're going to concentrate on her for a little bit. Geneva Burgett and Larry Clemens got married in their early 20s and were excited to have a lot of children. Oh, I mean, who isn't? Me and you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, we love, we do love kids. That's true. Don't don't get us wrong. We love kids. We just don't want any of our own. Absolutely. It's it's our bodies. It's our decision. Our rights. Yes. But Geneva wanted kids and I support that fully. Good. Yeah. Go, go, go Geneva convention. Geneva Convention, yes. <laughs> so, Geneva and Larry's first daughter was named Tracy. Okay, cute. 1920s era, Tracy. Well, she was born in 1974. Oh, never mind. They, it's a good name. Okay, 1974. Mm-hmm. So that was their first kid. And their second kid was named James. He was born about five years later. Okay. By all accounts, Geneva and Larry were happy. They didn't have a lot of money, but they made, they made do and they... We're a good family together. And Geneva specifically really loved being a mom. Now, she had just given birth to James at this point. And on January 21st, 1980, Geneva was setting up to watch Little House on the Prairie with her daughter, Tracy. Aw, cute. Yeah. Yeah, Tracy said this was a nightly routine between her and her mom, Geneva. They would eat Funyuns and drink Sun Drop Soda on the couch. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Isn't that wow. fun, like a quaint little family tradition? Nobody <laughs> does that these days. Who is giving their kids Mount, what you say, Mountain Dew or Squirt? Mm. Sun Drop Sun Drop. I, I knew it was some kind of yellow color. Okay, so we're, we're eating Funyuns, drinking Sun Drop, and watching Little House on the Prairie. These things just don't mix. I feel like they should be getting high. <laughs> right, with the Funyuns? Yeah. It totally sounds like they have the munchies. Yes, and they're watching Little House on the Prairie, which I'm sure was... I, I don't know what year that came out, but I mean, I guess time time wise appropriate, but just 
I assume that's what was on TV at the time. So it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's turn it on. It's now family we have friendly. so many options. Yeah. Family friendly as well. Maybe they'd even read. Wasn't there some books? I feel like I used to read those books. Yes, they were books. So maybe it was like we read the books. Now let's watch the TV show together. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a cute thing between her and her daughter. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Okay. But it was it was their nightly routine at this point. Mm-hmm. Tracy remembers her mom had just sat down and popped the top of a sun drop soda. Okay. And there was a knock at the door. Who could it be? Geneva answered to find a woman that she'd met earlier that same day at the grocery store. Hmm. This woman claimed to be a photographer for a magazine, and the magazine was holding a cute baby contest. Oh, that sounds totally legit. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely want to enter your baby into that. Okay, so this is what, the 80s at this point? Yeah, exactly. 1980. January 1980. Okay, January 1980. It's the evening time, correct? Yep, it's about 8 p.m. Someone comes knocking on your door saying, I'm going to do a a baby contest. Huh? It's a bit late for that. It's really late in the day for this. And, and you met earlier, like, did you, anyways, go on with your story, but I'm just, I'm starting to question things here. You should. You fucking should. This, yes, this needs to be questioned up and down the aisle. Okay. <laughs> this is awful. So, the woman who she had met, who claimed to be a photographer, had told her earlier that day that the prize, the grand, the grand prize was $500. That's, I mean, that's very good. Kind of a pretty penny right there. And... She told Geneva that James, her newborn baby, was a shoe-in to win that $500 because he was just so cute. I doubt it. I'm just kidding. I mean, Geneva's me. like, of course, this is my son. I'm a, he's, a, he's gorgeous. Of course he would win, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Geneva needed the money. Like, the family was kind of on the poorer side. They needed the money. Mm-hmm. So she said, okay. And she, told, she gave this woman her address, her home address. Why not? Why not? Yeah, come on by sometime. We'll we'll enter into this contest. Well, what she didn't know was that this photographer woman would show up twice that same day. <laughs> she showed up once in the afternoon only to get shooed away because Geneva was too busy. And then she showed up again at 8 p.m. And Geneva started to really be like, okay, what's up with this bitch? You know? It's very persistent for someone. Yeah, this just didn't make, no, no, red yeah. flags. Way too persistent. Way too too persistent. What magazine person, no matter what job you have at the magazine, is going to come to your house twice in the same day and be like, are you going to enter our contest? Are you going to enter our contest? They don't give a shit. They know that people will enter a $500 contest. Yeah, that's... No, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So Geneva did start to get a little red flag pop up. (laughs) Like, okay, why is this person back? It's 8 p.m. Yeah. You know? So she told her, leave. Don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you right now. you got to come back when my husband's at home. Okay, good. I, for a minute, I thought you were going to be like, she was like, oh, yeah, 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 come on in. Let's take pictures of my baby. Like, let's do this. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, at least at first she was, like, resistant. Then the photographer was like, oh, no, you know what? I know it's really late. I'm really sorry for stopping by, but we're on our way somewhere, and you have to enter tonight to be considered for the contest Hmm. so she's putting the pressure on Mm -hmm. yeah she's turning the fire up she's like okay we got to do this right now but you think about it now these days you could totally like have an entry sent off on the internet you could do that before midnight Mm -hmm. and it's 8 p.m you know what i'm saying but in the 80s 1980s 
if someone came to me at midnight and said like this, I know it wasn't midnight, but it was like 8 p.m. It's like, you have to enter by tonight. And I'm like, wait, the magazine's probably already closed. The office is probably closed for the day. Yeah, you're going to slip it under someone's door? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, this is this just doesn't make any sense. But Geneva was like, okay, well, I do need that $500. I mean, it wouldn't be bad, but still. It wouldn't be bad. So, and the woman also had her family with her. She had a whole car full of her family. Her husband was driving. Her two little daughters were in the back seat. Mm. So, of course, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm a family. You know, I've got a family. She's got a family. We're both here with our daughters that are about the same age. What what could go wrong? Um, a lot. But then again, it, it does get you a little more comfortable when you see a whole family because if something was going to happen it was probably going to happen with one person alone or maybe a, a man and a woman yeah together with no kids but the kids you're like nothing is going to happen their kids are in the car what are they going to do watch murders Psh. exactly you start to think like okay well there's no way she would drag all her family into this if it was anything mm-hmm. untoward right so she said okay and the all the photographer said was like why don't you guys just come out into the front yard stand in front of this tree i'm gonna take a picture of you and your daughter first okay that's a little weird well if it's a baby contest why are you taking pictures of me and my uh, you know much older daughter yes why indeed well she's like i just want a picture of the mother of the contestant or something and so jenny was like okay whatever okay but this is the part that gets me the photographer quote unquote the photographer took baby james away from geneva and handed him to her daughter which was also who was also five years old at the time so you're handing a baby off to a five-year-old away from the mom that's really odd i would have been uncomfortable immediately i think as a mother and i can't say because i'm not a mother but i think as a person just if you took my baby handed it to your child i'd be like no how how about you don't hold my baby like i don't know you i don't know if you're very secure and knowing how to hold a baby like no let's not do that give me my my kid back give me my kid back yeah this is a newborn baby yeah yeah Yeah. so geneva might have been uncomfortable after that point but maybe the wheels were already in motion Mm -hmm. tracy tracy her daughter geneva's daughter that's also about five years old Mm -hmm. tracy remembered that when the photographer took james away gave James to her daughter that the photographer bent down and whispered something in her daughter's ear. And her daughter took James immediately and went and sat in the car and shut the door. Uh, no. Like, what? Excuse me? That's my baby in your car. I don't understand this. I would be so confused. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, no, um, I can hold my baby in a picture of me. You know, you don't have to take the baby away from me to take a picture of me. Yeah. But Geneva, yeah, I don't know what was going through Geneva's mind. Maybe she was just like, $500, shiny, you know, who knows? Who knows? Or she probably thought this is a family woman. Her daughter probably knows how to take care of a baby. I don't know. Well, she posed Tracy and Geneva in front of a tree and said, okay, smile. I'm going to count to three and I'll take a picture. It was so dark outside. Tracy remembers this very vividly. She remembers standing next to her mom. She remembered the photographer woman raising something up in the dark. And she assumed it was a camera. Then she heard a couple loud bangs and a flash of light. Oh, no. And she she assumed it was the camera that was the flash of light. But then her mother fell down. No. Geneva looked at Tracy. When Tracy went down to see what her mom, you know, what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Geneva looked up at her daughter, Tracy, and said, run. 
Oh, my God. Ugh. Yes. Right away, Tracy ran away. She took her mom's advice and ran to the neighbor's yard. Mm-hmm. Behind her, she could hear the car peeling out as the fake photographer and her family got away from the crime scene with the baby brother, James, in the car. No. Oh, my God. Oh, so many red flags already. And then this. Right. Right. And then this. Yeah. And it happened in such a short amount of time. It was probably like five minutes from the time that she rang the doorbell to the time that she left with James. Yeah. I don't like I'm like, I don't like this at all. Murder? No, I don't like this at all. No, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Not surprised that you don't like it, because this is awful. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, the neighbors called the cops after Tracy, you know, after they saw that Tracy had blood on her. Yeah. The ambulance came as well, but unfortunately, the gunshot wounds were fatal, so Geneva did not survive. Poor Tracy. Poor whole family. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine thinking you're about to get your picture taken and you just get murdered? Oh, my God. Right? It's like you're, you're sitting there like, maybe I'll get $500. This will be great. My son is really cute. And then dead. You know, you get shot. And, and then dead. And dead. You're dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the police showed up and they, you know, all they have was Tracy to tell them what happened. And Tracy's five years old. As a person who just spent a couple hours with a five-year-old yesterday, like, I don't think she would be able to understand everything and be able to explain it. Right. Yeah. She probably told it as best she could, but from the perspective of a five-year-old, who knows? And she probably couldn't give a lot of, like, description or couldn't say the make and model of the car. She might have been, like, there's a mommy and a daddy and two little girls. Right. And in a car. In a car. Yeah, she probably yeah. didn't couldn't recall yeah, any details that would really, really help. At least I wouldn't think so. No, I I would I wouldn't think so either. It doesn't get to into a lot of detail about that, but it does say Tracy was the only one left because mm-hmm. her brother got kidnapped and her mom is dead now. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what a fucking night, right? Yeah. So unfortunately it seemed like they would never see James again. But somewhat fortunately Later, that same night at around 10 p.m., a farmer was driving home, not too far away from where this all occurred. Mm -hmm. He saw something in a ditch, and it turned out to be a baby. They threw the baby out of the car? They, yeah, what the farmer didn't know was that several hours before, a car had stopped near the ditch and left a baby behind. They didn't, I don't know if they necessarily threw him out, but they left him behind. Oh my god. After all that trouble, they just were like, nah, never mind, and dropped the baby off. Yeah, that's odd. Later on, so the why, right? The question is, why would they leave James behind? Um, First idea was like, oh, they heard police sirens and got scared and left the baby behind. That could be, okay. It could be, but Tracy said that her brother James was born with a cleft foot. A cleft foot? I've never heard of that. I've heard of cleft lip. So I mean, it's just basically like his foot. Um, I be- his toes were curled up. I'm gonna Google this real quick. Okay, that's there's a lot of different kinds, but it looks like it could either be your kind of slightly pigeon toadish, toadish, like or toad-ish. or you could just have like two or three toes rather than. That's true. It does. There is a lot of different. Uh, variations of what cleft foot could be Mm -hmm. um but they they didn't go into detail in the book so i don't know exactly what was going on with james's foot but it wasn't it it was like basically they 
what Tracy figured is that when Jackie got James into the car and noticed that the foot was different. Yeah, not perfect. Not Not perfect. Yeah, Yeah, not quote unquote perfect. If indeed Jackie had been taking babies to sell them, Mm. she might have seen that foot and said, oh, the price will go down on him. So we don't want him anymore. I once bought a dog that was just too tall for its breed, so we got it on a discount. There you go, quote unquote, <laughs> not perfect, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the, uh, he's not purebred, right, or whatever. He's not. He's not the. the you say purebred? Right. Well, I'm talking about for the dog. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, the dog was a purebred. It just happened to be genetically too tall to be a show dog. Quote, unquote, deformed. <laughs> sure. Right? Like, she was just a little too tall. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the market, in the marketplace, mm-hmm. it's not going to work mm-hmm. out. So that's what they think Jackie did. She she went through all this fucking trouble of shooting the mom and taking the baby and then realizing the baby had a club foot or a cleft foot mm-hmm. and said, okay, well. Never mind, and left him in a ditch. After you go and murder someone and you just leave a baby, like, come on. I know, right? Maybe it was a mix of the two. Like, she noticed the foot, she heard the sirens, and she's like, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But still. Could have left it somewhere where there's, like, lights so you can, like, really see. Or I don't don't think at the time, I don't know if it even applies, but, like, leaving the baby at a... um, a fire station or a police station i guess yeah. this hadn't that was a more recent development hospital yeah any yeah anywhere just anywhere that someone would find it not in the middle of a field yeah that's not right yeah luckily this farmer drove by though so the farmer did find the baby it had only been about two hours since the baby since you know james had been kidnapped mm-hmm. uh it was very cold outside james was only in a onesie with a thin blanket oh so he was alive. He just was, he got pretty sick from that time. Oh. So he had to stay in the hospital for a bit. But he was black and blue. But once he got into the hospital and he stayed in the hospital for a couple weeks, he recovered. He was fine. Good to go. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yes. Thank God at least one good thing came from this, that the baby was okay. Yes. Now, I said there was only one witness and it was Tracy mm-hmm. to this situation. Yeah. That's not entirely true, but the other little girl who saw it was also only five years old. (gasps) Oh my god, was it Jackie's little girl that actually held the baby? Yes! (gasps) Yes, it is, Lisa! That's the other witness to this crime. Dun, dun, dun! She was there! (laughs) Yeah, she was there. (laughs) She's an accessory. Lock her up. Throw away the key. She is technically an accessory, but we'll see what's happening. So, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) In the book, Anne Rule named her Dana Rose because at the time she wanted to be anonymous. Okay. Now she has come out. She's okay with her name being out and about. So I put her, I'm going to put her real name in here. She's Ronica Hurst. You said Ronica or Veronica? Ronica with an R. R R-O-N-N-I-K-K-A. Ronica. Okay. Yep. So um, I read the whole book and I was like, okay, Dana, Dana, Dana. And then I was like, oh, what's her real name, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Ronica. So <laughs> we'll just call her that from now on, Ronica. Got it. Ronica was the daughter to the woman who shot Geneva, and she was the one holding baby James on their getaway. Mm-hmm. But Ronica had no idea what was going on that night. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine being a five-year-old and witnessing a murder or seeing a gun go off. Like, that's scary. 
Oh my God. Yeah. She said she was crying for a long time in the car until her stepdad who was driving the car turned around and smacked her to shut up. Oh no. Sounds like a fun family. (laughs) Yeah. So she, she was very upset. She didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. According to her testimony, that happened much later in the story. She didn't know what her family was doing in Alabama that night, nor did she understand what her mom had done. Mm-hmm. All she knew was that she didn't like it. Yeah. But as you can imagine, from the last two seconds of what I've been talking about with this family, this wasn't the only bad thing going on in Ronica's life at that time. No, I can imagine there was quite a bit more. Quite a bit. It makes me want to vomit, but we'll talk about it. So... Jackie Shute, the fake photographer and baby stealer, had all kinds of criminal activities under her belt. Oh, jeez. One of which was child prostitution. Oh, no. With her own daughters no. as the prostitutes. No, nope, I'm done. Bye. Yep, yep. I don't blame you. Bye. I'll keep talking, but I'll talk to an <laughs> empty room. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yeah, this is fucking awful. So, Ronica, I'm not going to get into a lot of detail because the book didn't get into a lot of detail about what actually happened transactionally. Mm. But Jackie Shute had dropped off her daughter. She's got, she's got two daughters, Ronica and Ronica's little sister. Mm-hmm. Ronica tells of an Uncle Bernie who would babysit her and her little sister. Don't like that. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> you know what Jackie would do would drop these girls off and go play bingo so Uncle Bernie could take care of mm-hmm. them. Well, Uncle Bernie was, in fact, a criminal named Bernard Oldham. He owned a used car dealership in Yakima, Washington, where they lived at the time. So that's another part of the story, is that they went from Washington to Alabama just to shoot a woman, steal the baby, leave the baby in the ditch, and then they went back to Washington. Seems like a bit excessive to me. Seems like a waste of gas. A little bit of a waste of gas, yes. Yeah, at the least. So, back to Yakima, Washington. Um, When the girls were in his care with Uncle Bernie, he would take them to the back of this used car dealership that he owned, where there was a very large shipping container, just kind of sat there. Oh, no. Inside the shipping container was a mattress on the floor. No. Mm -mm. And customers, basically just customers waiting. No. Come on, no. Yes. No. (laughs) Awful. Now, just because Jackie dropped off her kids with him doesn't mean she didn't know what was going on. Oh, my God. Was she getting money from this? I mean, I guess she was. Yes, she was. This was her business partner. Mm -hmm. That's sick. That was doing this. It was. It was very sick. Just because it's her kids, it doesn't mean she cared. She wanted that money more. Ugh. She would, in fact, she taught her girls how to dance for them, no. for these customers. Yes, and would beat her children. Her and her, her husband, who was the kid's stepfather, would beat the children senselessly if they, deci- if they were complaining about it. And like I said, I'm not getting into detail. Ronica would do her best to protect her sister and to push her sister out of the, the light. You mm-hmm. know, like, don't touch her, just, you know... Me only, not her. But unfortunately, both of them were forced to perform as these child prostitutes. Ronica, who now has kids of her own, says she does not understand how a mother could do that to her children. No, I don't understand how anybody could do that to any children at all. 
Exactly. It doesn't matter. My kid, somebody else's kid. That's wrong. Yeah. And Veronica, thinking about it, plus thinking about how her mom used to steal children, mm-hmm. makes Veronica wonder if Jackie had kidnapped her as a little girl. <gasps> and not. It wasn't her mom. That's what she thinks. She wonders if Jackie was ever really her mom or if she'd been kidnapped. Well, I mean, not that this woman, Jackie, is any kind of good person at all, and I hope she burns in hell. Um, but that... Agreed. It, it might make some sense that she... And I, oh, I've, I've been drinking. So... <laughs> and we've been talking a lot already. So uh, I could see how if she had been stolen at birth... It might have been easier for Jackie to, you know, push her, quote unquote, daughters into this prostitution and not care as much. But then again, I've seen plenty of cases where parents have pushed their children into prostitution and they are legitimately their kids, like biologically. So I it could be 50 50 at this point. I don't know. It would make sense. But then again, the world does not make sense. Oh, my gosh, Paige. I know, it's fucking awful. Either way, it doesn't matter. Jackie wasn't a real mom to her. No, she was not. Yes, yes. Now, in the book, it talked about how Ronica wanted to get a DNA test Mm -hmm. to see if that was really her her mom. Mm -hmm. But um, I've looked it up since then. I don't think Ronica's ever been able to get that DNA test. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe Jackie hasn't, you know, submitted to Mm -hmm. it. But um, either way, I mean, one of Ronica's... Um, evidence, pieces of evidence that she's not Jackie's daughter is that nobody in the family has any pictures of Veronica from before the time she was three years old. Wow. So it's not definitive proof, but maybe, maybe she was kidnapped as a little girl and raised as Jackie's daughter. Mm -hmm. Either way, like I said, it doesn't matter. Jackie's an awful person and is not a real mom, whether she gave birth to Veronica or not. Now let's get on to some happy news. This is how Jackie was caught. Good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> now, although what happened to Veronica and her sister was deplorable and unspeakable, mm-hmm. it did help put Jackie behind bars. Good. Yes. Yes. Because the local cops kind of knew that something fishy was going on behind this car dealership. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. The cops in here are kind of super cops. I love them. Good. You don't always see that. And I like that. No. Good for super cops. I'm very glad in this case, particularly for Ronica mm-hmm. and her sister. Um, now, the the main guy, the one who saw this through from beginning to end, his name was Detective Bob Regimbald. Bob Regimbald. I love it. Detective Bob. (laughs) He was working very closely with CPS in order to understand and expose what was going on behind the car dealership. Mm -hmm. He was able to take Ronica and her little sister into protective custody because of it. Thank God. Yes. I'm so glad that it was, you know, because it's like, oh, we don't have hard evidence. We don't have. He's like, I don't care. I'm taking them into protective custody. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Nobody argued. <laughs> so <laughs> Now, Ron- once they got him into protective custody, Ronica told them what happened behind the car dealership. Because of that, Detective Bob was able to bring in Jackie and her husband, the stepfather. Mm-hmm. And the stepfather's name was Harold Lee Shute. Okay, so the, they are married. She is Jackie Shute. 
Yes. So Jackie and Harold are now in custody for sexual abuse charges. Throw away the key. Throw away the fucking key. Yes. Her husband, his name's Harold Lee, but he's, he goes by Lee. Mm-hmm. He was willing to talk, and he seemed to feel bad for all the things that they'd been doing. I hope so. I don't know if he's faking it or if he's honest, but good. Talk. Sing. Just talk. Yeah, exactly. Tell him everything. I don't know how much he actually told them, but he did. He he was actually talking. He was kind of cooperative with the police. On the other hand, Jackie clammed up. She wouldn't admit to anything. Mm-hmm. But didn't matter. We didn't need Jackie to say anything because once Uncle Bernie, that piece of shit, he heard about what happened and how Jackie went to jail and he was like, oh shit, I'm next. Mm-hmm. So he went ahead. He got a lawyer and he turned himself in knowing what was going to happen. That's a start. That's a start. <laughs> it's not really redemption. No, it's not, but good. <laughs> yeah, at least we have him to talk about Jackie, and that's what he did. He said, as soon as he turned himself in, he told them that one time, that he had been working with Jackie for a little while. They'd done a lot of nefarious shit. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he overheard Jackie telling somebody else, and then this other person also confirmed that Jackie had killed a baby in Alabama in 1980. Oh. Now, you remember, James lived. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't know that. She was leaving him there to die. Oh, shit. I mean, I know she's a monster, but fuck. Right. I mean, why? Why? Obviously, she has no empathy. Mm-mm. She has no... She's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, Detective Bob was like, hmm, maybe we can get her on a couple other charges as well. So he called up the police department in Athens, Alabama, mm-hmm. and asked, were there any babies killed in 1980? And the police department said, no, there were no babies, but we did have a mother killed and a baby almost kidnapped. Yeah. And that that's kind of it. That's kind of like the, that's where, like, Jackie gets fucked over. Thank God, finally. She ain't getting fucked over. She's getting justice. She's getting justice. She's getting justice. That's a very good distinction. So she was sent from Washington, the state of Washington, to Alabama to face judgment for this. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, who had been, like I said, Ronica and her sister were taken into protective custody and they were given to their father to be taken care of. Their real father or? Their, who Jackie said was their oh, okay. father. Do they, did the girls actually know this guy? Like, are they like, oh, hey, dad. Yeah, yeah. They had met him before, um... Ronica was still, like, in the book, when I was reading about it, Ronica was saying things like, I don't think he was necessarily my father, but at least him and his new wife put food on the table for us. You know, they didn't abuse us in any way. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of love, but there was no hate either. Right. So, you know, okay. at least she's not in a child prostitution at this that point. That is a big difference, yes. Yes. <laughs> now, that so she's been safe for a little while, thank God. But she testified against her mom jackie in alabama Mm -hmm. she told what she had seen that night when she was in the car and had been given the baby to go sit down in the car with and then she saw her mom shoot a woman and then they drove off with the baby Mm -hmm. so she testified tracy the other five-year-old girl geneva's daughter also testified to what she had seen that night good i mean i know there i was kind of worried when you were saying ronica was going to testify and I'm like, well, she's still pretty young. I, I'm sure she, it was between the ages of five and eight by the time she testified, right? 
Yes, I, I believe another five years had passed, so okay. they were both about ten, ten at this okay. time. Okay, well, good, because I was thinking, like, that age range, you know, one kid saying something, but if it's backed up by another kid, even if they're the same age, like, that's fine. But um, that makes it way more credible when there is someone else to back it up. Yes, absolutely. And the way they, – they actually get into a lot of good detail in the book about this part where both of the girls were – just subjected to scrutiny and a lot of questions by the defense of like yeah but how well do you really remember that night and they both had very good answers you know they were they it was a very vivid memory for both of them as we can all understand yeah now despite several witnesses from jackie's family like her brothers and sisters and her parents Mm -hmm. they all testified that she had definitely been in washington that day they all gave her all their little alibis and shit yeah lying Mm -hmm for her i don't know why but they were lying for her and despite all of that thank god the jury found jackie guilty of murder and kidnapping good bye bitch yes bye bitch she's sentenced to life in in alabama Mm -hmm. good this isn't the only case that could be linked to jackie but this is the one they caught her on that they could 100 percent prove Yes, yes, the one they sent her away for, thank God. You know, obviously it would be nice to know all the things that she's done, but this is the one we know for sure. Do we have any kind of, like, any idea of other ones she might have done, but there just wasn't enough evidence to tie her to? Yes, yes, they go into detail about this in the book. Um, I'll just tell it in brief. There was a story of a woman who lived in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it might have even been the same road trip that she had been on when she went to Alabama, Miss mm-hmm. Jackie. Yeah. Her and her husband may or may not have, I think, yes, I'm just going to say Jackie and her husband picked up this woman with her baby, somehow convinced her to drive with them to Houston. And in Houston, they convinced her to write. I, I'm not sure what they're doing at this point to convince her to do all these things, but she ends up writing a suicide note that was clearly dictated by Jackie. Uh It was a very violent and disgusting suicide note that everybody in this woman's family was like, that doesn't sound like my daughter. Uh Um, And then they stole her baby, killed her, and didn't take the baby again. In this case, they put the baby in a cab. Just no car seat. I don't even know what kind of car seats they had in 1980. They just put the baby in the back of a cab, gave the cab driver money, and sent the baby back home. What What cab driver's like, yeah, sure, I'll just take this baby in no car seat. <laughs> I would go directly to a police station and be like, some crazy lady put this kid in my, car, in my cab and just gave me money. And yeah, I know. Yes. Well... That's what he did. Well, what, what he did was like, I can't do that. That's stupid. Like, she had some cockamamie story of like, this is my baby. I'm sending her to, I'm sending this baby back to the dad or whatever. And the cab driver's like, no, I don't care how much money you're going to give me to drive across state lines. And then she's like, okay, if you just hold on, I can go get my purse. And then she left and never came back. And he was like, oh, fuck. Now I'm stuck with this baby. So he drove the baby back to where, she, you know, where she, where he'd been told to take the baby. And then you know, told the story of what happened. So he did take the baby where it was supposed to go, according to the lady? Yeah, so the baby, yeah, baby ended up back home with her dad, and I believe it was a girl. I'm not quite sure, actually, but the baby did it, but end up back home with their dad and is safe and fine. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, No. 
Yeah, awful. Fucking awful and stupid. Like, so in both of these cases, the mother ends up dead and the baby doesn't. I'm not saying that I'm upset that they didn't take the baby, but it's like, why go through all of that effort in both cases? And then just be like, oh, never mind. Don't want the baby anymore. Like, I'm glad it happened that way. I mean, kind of. Yes. But yes. For the for baby. The baby's for sake, the baby's but sake. But then again, it's just, did she get freaked out? Did Like, what was the deal? In that case of James, that one mm-hmm. with the cleft foot. Well, that one makes sense. Right. That's the only thing I know. For this one, I have no mm-hmm. idea. Maybe they're just like, oh, too hot. I don't know. <laughs> this merchandise know. is too hot. It's a living person. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck is going on in this woman's mind? She's nuts. Mm -hmm. So they didn't necessarily pin that one on Jackie, Mm -hmm. but her husband, Harold Lee shit, he pled guilty. He said, yeah, we did that. And he got sent to life in prison in Huntsville, Texas. Not Alabama? No. It was Huntsville, Texas because he pleaded guilty to that case that happened in Houston. Okay. Gotcha. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was going to college down the street from where Harold Lee Shute is currently. That's nuts. I don't know why they put a prison next to a school or a school next to a prison, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't even really call it a college town, Huntsville. It's like a prison college town. <laughs> yeah. we Here in Texas, we kind of look at it both ways. We're like, oh, yeah, prison college. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd have parties every time there was an execution. The one time that there was an execution, I should say. Do you you remember who was executed? No, I have no idea. I just know that the lights flickered when it happened. (laughs) I don't think they were electrocuting anybody. No, but the light, I mean, the lights did happen to flicker. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Ah, Anyway, fun times. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that is the story of the baby seller. It's not the end of the story, but that's how Jackie got put away. Okay, so you said it was going to tie into To Kill a Mockingbird. It is. It is. It really okay, is. Tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. First of all, we did want to say Ronica did go on. She got married. She had. She has children of her own. As far as we know, she's, un, she's a happy adult now. Good. She was able to get over it. Mm-hmm. Now, Tracy, the other five-year-old girl that had been there that mm-hmm. night with her mom, she and Ronica both appeared on daytime television. I believe it was the Montel Williams show. I bet Oprah would have been happy to talk to you. Would you try Oprah? I don't know. I I would say, yeah, they should probably got on Oprah. That's an intense case. Um, now, Tracy, Ronica was worried that Tracy would hate her mm-hmm. for what happened. Yeah. And so on this TV show, they were able to talk it out, and Tracy said, no, I don't hate you. I don't blame you at all. Her father was there. Tracy's father was there. Both of them said, we are very appreciative of you coming in and testifying against your own quote-unquote mother. We don't know if that's her Mm -hmm. mom. Yeah. This dog behind me is dreaming, and he's making sounds. He's going, "Mm, mm." That's so cute. He's so cute. He's so cute. Anyway, (laughs) so... um, and Tracy even went as far as to call Ronica uh, basically her sister. Oh, that's so sweet. It is. It's very, very sweet that they were able to at least come together and be amicable despite what happened between their two moms. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Yeah. Like I said, Jackie has been unofficially linked to several cases of murder and kidnapping. Mm-hmm. If you want more information, like about the story 
um, that I just told of the woman who got sent, got brought to Houston and was killed. Um, all of that is in Anne Rule's book, Lying in Wait. I say go read it. It's amazing. <laughs> so the story with Jackie's all wrapped up. But here is the element that ties into To Kill a Mockingbird. It's nuts. Okay. <laughs> so Jackie's husband, Harold Lee Shute, mm-hmm. has a very interesting mother. Would his mother be Harper Lee? No, not that closely related, but... Um, I was like, okay, Harper Lee did write To Kill a Mockingbird, and didn't he go by yes. Lee? Yes. And I was like, if that's his middle name, maybe he took his mother's maiden name. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? And she's no. from <laughs> Alabama. Now, I know they only visited Alabama, but... Yes, they did. They did. This was actually a huge part of the case, was because Jackie and Harold, at first, were like, we've never even been to Alabama, mm-hmm. but... He grew up in Alabama with his mm-hmm. mom. I'm going to tell you his mom's name. You might recognize it. You might not. I didn't recognize it. Harold's mom's name is Ruby Bates. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I know it. Okay. Now, here's the reason you might have heard that name. In 1931, Ruby Bates, Harold's mm-hmm. mom, and her friend, Victoria Price, accused nine black men of raping them. Oh. It's a little familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This case was nicknamed the Scottsboro Boys case. And this, in fact, was the inspiration for the courtroom scenes in Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Wow. Yes. And now we're going to have to cover that case. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually realize it was based on a real case. I feel like I, I feel like I did know it, but I didn't realize there were multiple boys and, you know, not just one. Yeah, that's true. In To Kill a Mockingbird, it's just mm-hmm. the one. In the real-life case, it was nine. Mm. Ruby and Victoria, the two accusers, um, they were lying about mm-hmm. it, kind of like in the yeah. book. In, so that happened in 1931 when they first accused yeah. them. By 1933, the trial was still going on, and Ruby admitted that they had both made it all mm. up. Now, she admitted that, and she dropped out of the case and everything. But Victoria, her friend, said, Ruby's lying. This really did happen. So the trial continued. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I know. It's... <laughs> I don't have time to get into this whole case, but we will do an episode yeah. on it. That sounds like a good mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> but despite a guilty verdict, the judge threw out the case because he, he said Victoria doesn't have integrity. Like, she's mm-hmm. lying about this whole thing. And Ruby, Ruby Bates and was the mother or now in the book, it says Ruby Bates was either Harold Lee's mother or Harold Lee's aunt. Either way, she raised him. Okay. And later, Harold married Jackie, who's the baby seller. And that's how this all comes together. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Paige, this was too much. We, we just got done with Wineville. <laughs> and then you bring me this. I know. I was like, damn it, another kid's case. God damn it. Why is there always so many of these? Ugh. You know? All right. I'm going to I have something different coming next week. We're good. 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 We will need yeah, that. No kids, no kids involved. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's stay away from kids for a little bit. Even with like our Mary Bell series oh. and everything. Ugh. Yeah. Too much going on with kids. Yeah. I'm going to leave that alone for a little bit. Yeah, let's have some adult murdering other adult stories. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. No, I'm just kidding. Not cool with murder, guys. It's a little better than kids. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's our episode today. Thanks for listening. Let's. 
If you like what you heard, maybe you'd like to join our Patreon. We do have a few perky perks you might like. One of our shows is called Dolls After Dark, exclusive to Patreon. In our regular episodes, like the one you just listened to, we try to stay on topic in order to tell a good story. Sometimes Lisa gets drunk. <laughs> Sometimes, well, you know, both yeah. of us. <laughs> We've been recording all yeah. day. <laughs> but in Dolls After Dark, Lisa will agree with me, we get a little more personal. Mm-hmm. In fact, today we did an interview. Lisa asked me questions to get to know me better. Mm-hmm. Very fun. We had a great time. What was the best question I asked you? Oh, my God. You asked some really good questions. <laughs> I'm going to say the best one that comes to mind is what animal could you talk If you could talk to any animal, which one would it be? <laughs> <laughs> and which would be the scariest to talk to? <laughs> yes. Well, I said cockroach. Spoiler alert. <laughs> now they have no incentive to go listen, Paige. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and there was also some rather risque questions. So if you want to hear those, it might be worth joining our Patreon. Exactly. If you want to hear me talk about my favorite sex toy <laughs> and Lisa's favorite <laughs> sex toy from last week, please go join, join our, our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> the links are in our show notes. That's right. And speaking of checking things out, check out our socials. Come follow us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on that Twitter at Near Death Dolls. We have a TikTok account where we're having so much fun. Just search Near Death Dolls Podcast. We're on Tumblr at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. If you want to help a doll out, subscribe and leave us a review. That's right. And as always, darling dolls, be good to each other. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't be stealing kids. Fuck. Just leave kids alone, please, for once. Yeah, let, kid, let kids be kids and have a good childhood, okay? Just don't, don't fuck shit up. Kill them 30 years later. No! <laughs> we don't advocate that, Paige. Oh, you're right. You're right. Don't kill them at all. Okay, we're done here. Bye! <laughs> next week, no kids. Don't worry no kids about it. All next week, I promise. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes.